Yo. We're <laughs> here. I'm pretty sure everyone can hear me and everything's working out all right, but I guess let me know. What's up, everybody in the chat? It has been a while since I did a divination video like this. If we even want to call it divination, Oracle session, something like that. Greetings, Shannon. Greetings, Jenny B, Zoka, Davin. Can hear. Cool. And on the Rockfin side, we got Kaylee and Kabir and a few others, silent chatters. Kaylee says, I'm scattered, man. I think today is an organizing day. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> sounds like something an earth sign would say. I feel a little out of sorts. I think I should uh, get my socks all folded together and <laughs> color coordinated, right? Yeah, so today I want to do a few things. <laughs> what is what to start with? Uh, I think I want to start actually with a group mudra meditation. I don't really lead us through meditations very often. So bear with me. I'm sure it'll be great. Let me have a sip of my chaga here. My mug has got a nice Sal Salvador Dalai Lama with a big mustache. <laughs> Shannon says, I've been prepping for art tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday. It comes around so quickly. Wednesdays, we do flow state on Weaving Spiders. Welcome, if that's new to anybody. So, uh, obviously, today is Tuesday, 2-22-2022. I don't know if I can explain why that's significant, other than it's like a lot of repetitious digits and fun. And you're going to have to live like 100 years, no, 200 years to get something more <laughs> repetitious than this particular Tuesday. And maybe that one won't even be on a Tuesday. So that's all very exciting. Uh, announcements. Announcements. We'll hold off on that. Let's just go ahead and get into a nice ground, grounding abundance meditation. I pre-selected the mudra card for today. Actually, in previous iterations of this like group oracle session thing that we do here, I would do the card drawings and all that beforehand and get like very prepared and look at how it all connects and try to come up with a really established flow for the read. And today, I didn't do any of that. Today is going to be totally, you're going to be seeing the cards as soon as I see them. So we're testing maybe my abilities here. I'm not too worried about it, though. I do this for people as clients. So I ought to be able to do it on the fly in a live stream. Yeah, but the mudra that we got into here, very good one. It is the abundance mudra, kubera mudra. So you can see what it's supposed to look like there, but I'll also explain it. And as we go through the guided meditation, if you're able to, maybe you're driving, maybe you're working, you can't right now, and you want to just pocket this mudra for future use. But if you're able to right now to go through this with me and do the hand gesture, it's a pretty easy one. The, uh, the deck was not too hard on us, and we didn't select something extremely complicated to contort your fingers into. But before we do it, it's usually a good idea to just kind of warm up your hands and fingers. It might be cold where you're at. Just kind of rub the uh, ends of your fingers together like this. 
do whatever feels good. Just like really send chi into your hands and warm them up right here. And this guided meditation won't be too long. Probably I'm going to be improvising it, (laughs) but the point of this mudra is the English translation for Kubera is God of wealth. So that's fun. It is abundance related. The benefits according to the card are that it clears the frontal sinuses and helps to balance left and right nostrils, improves sense of smell, sharpens inner vision and ability to more clearly see your path in life. Helps create abundance, especially related to virtuous desires that take into consideration the welfare of all beings. Yeah, so <laughs> illuminate me, the circular motion, rub it. Yeah, just we're warming up our hands to do a mudra guided meditation here in a second. I actually, before we came on, did a meditation by myself using this mudra, and I had set the timer for 30 minutes. And I felt like I was done, even though the timer hadn't gone off, but it seemed like I'd gone through most of it. And I opened my eyes and looked at my phone to turn off the timer. And right when I unlocked it, there was two minutes and 22 seconds left on the timer. What? And of course, the, the lock screen says 2-22-2022 on it. So there's like all these twos. I was like, gnarly, <laughs> which is cool. So, okay, now I'm going to teach you this mudra. Very easy one. All right. So you first take the middle finger and your index finger and touch them to your thumb tip. And then you curl, you can use your other hand if it helps, you curl in the other two fingers into your palm. So it looks like that. Pretty easy. And we're going to do that with both hands if if we possibly can, since this is about balancing left and right. It might be easier to do the finger curl and then touch the fingertips together. So you want to hold this mudra in your lap with the palms up or if you're standing maybe just at your sides that works just fine and as we go through this (laughs) let's go ahead and close our eyes and start to kind of relax hold this mudra again fingertips together from finger index finger middle finger touching the thumb and the other two fingers curled in to your palm you hold this at your on your lap. That works great. And if you're able to close your eyes, taking some big, deep grounding breaths, the goal is to maybe take as slow of an inhale and exhale as you can. Slow the heart rate, calm down the whole body, help activate, help yourself by activating that parasympathetic nervous system. One thing, if I'm kind of jittery, at a certain time of day where maybe I've had a lot of caffeine, I like to tell myself a few times, maybe kind of like a mantra at the beginning of meditating, calm the dreamer, calm the dreamer. That's what we are. And because this is an abundance mudra, I'd like us to start our visualization right in our solar plexus Right in the treasure chest, as I like to say, we're going to imagine a golden orb of light right in our chest. As we breathe in, this golden orb is going to grow and swell. And then, now that we've got this light right in our treasure chest, right in the 
heart of our innocence and our virtuous desires. Imagine a line of light extending out from your chest to straight out in front of you, six, 12 inches out in front of you. And this light is going to be a clear line of bright light and we're going to rotate it around our body going to the left and we're going to visualize this line of light encircling and creating a circle around us at the level of our chest until this light comes all the way back to the front of our body. And now that we have this circle of light, we're going to raise it up, up to our upper chest, where we really feel it in the heart. We really feel the top half of our torso lit up. We're energizing this heart center so easily, so easily blocked by difficult feelings, by trouble with boundaries. But right now we're opening up this heart area, shining this golden light into it. And we've got a very short cylinder going from our solar plexus up to our heart. And now we're going to raise that light up to our throat. We're going to feel that line, that first line of the circle. Turn again around in a circle around our body, circumscribing our throat area. Bringing light into this region, so important for our ability to express our emotions and express our boundaries and speak our truth. Lighting up the throat area, holding this mudra, this abundance. Now let's raise it up higher, up to our forehead, up to the third eye. Filling that pineal gland region with more golden light. Turning the circle of light, activating our inner vision, our insight. Taking a couple deep breaths and sending the chi all through our head, all through our throat and our third eye. And now raise it up one notch higher till this wheel of light that we've created is hovering right above our head. And now we're going to bring it down from where we started in the solar plexus, down another notch to our sacral area, right about the belly button, energizing our creative potential, our physical energy to make manifest what it is that we want and what we know we need and what will help us help the world. Rotating this wheel of light a few inches off our body, right at the navel. And now we're going to feel, feel the tingle as we move this, this wheel down to our root chakra and extend it all the way so that we feel it slowly inching downwards through our upper thighs down to our knees, and all the way down to our feet. 
And now we've created a full envelope of light. We're fully sheathed in this light of golden solar plexus abundance energy that we have created. And we fully activated all of our centers with which we're going to visualize our abundance as we continue this abundance mudra, kudera mudra meditation. Kubera, sorry, <laughs> not, not a D. So the first thing I want you guys to picture in this visualization is what you would look like your body in the most magnificent state that you could appreciate it in. How it would feel to be in this body of complete, perfect, upgraded health. And even if you are in a state of good health right now, we all have ways we can improve. Maybe you want to see yourself stronger. Maybe you want to have some abs. <laughs> Maybe you want to be a little trimmer. Maybe there are health issues that you've struggled with that you want to feel and visualize yourself free of. So as if looking at yourself in a mirror, but at your future self, I want you to look lovingly upon your own body, accentuating in your awareness all of the aspects that you think would be improved upon that you want to draw into your life, that you want to accelerate the healthy changes in those directions. And while you're looking at this mirror image of yourself, send that mirror image love. It's you that you're sending love to. And recognize that our responsibility to our own body and to our own health is our responsibility to our, each other as well. That there is no separation between inner and outer. And that our ability to be there for others is wholly reliant on our health as is our ability to generate and manifest wealth in any of its various forms, prosperity, material wealth, or any other treasure that we might seek. Our health is our wealth. So continue to visualize this perfect, healthy version of yourself and thank your spirit guides. Thank the great spirit. Thank the mystery. Thank all of life and each expression for your divine and perfect health. And now I want you to picture somebody important to you in your life. And we're going to do the same thing for them. Maybe you're going to picture a group of people, maybe your whole family, maybe some of your friends. But call into your mental image people close to you that you want to project this loving, abundant energy of perfect and divine health towards. Look at their smiles as they feel so good, so energized and so vibrant. And any of the health problems that they may have lived with melting away, revealing underneath the absolutely incredible biological gift of our bodies that life has bestowed upon us. Hmm. Send them love and thanks for being a part of your life and for matching your level of vibrational ascension <laughs> as you improve your health and come closer and closer on the infinite journey towards perfection. They also can rise up 
learn from your example and vibe with your healthy radiant energy. And now we're going to picture something that we've been working on, something that we've been striving towards. It may be a different career. It may be a creative project. It may be something that we know that would help us if we had it. Maybe it's a new mode of transportation. Maybe it's a new living place. Maybe it's a new instrument. Something that we know would bring authentic joy into our lives and help us spread that joy to other people through providing a strong foundation for us. We're going to picture ourselves again. It can be in a third person or a first person perspective. Picturing ourselves doing this new thing. (laughs) If it's a new object. Most important is the feeling of what it's like to be there. In your own future, with the manifestation of that which you feel represents abundance in your life. We're going to sit with this image for a moment and smile as we continue to energize our whole body system with this seat of light from the solar plexus, picturing and feeling the tingle of full immersion in the golden light that we have generated. Now we're going to finish up by calling out to our spiritual guides and guardians, to our ancestral protectors. And we're going to give them thanks for bringing us exactly what we need when we need it, for helping direct our path of synchronicity and manifestation of the abundance that is freely available to all that are in flow and in alignment with nature and life force energy. Now we can open up our hands, open up our eyes, maybe stretch a little, maybe crack the neck if that's something you're into. (laughs) And for anybody that just popped in and they missed the mudra part, I will show you this mudra again real quick. It's called Kubera Mudra. You can do this anytime. Clears the frontal sinuses and helps to balance the left and right nostrils. Improves sense of smell. Sharpens inner vision and ability to more clearly see your path in life. Helps create abundance, especially related to virtuous desires that take into consideration the welfare of all beings. It is middle finger and index finger together. And the other two fingers curled into your palm. You do that with both hands and rest it. Rest that in your lap while you do a meditation and visualize okay so (laughs) that took longer than i thought i had this whole plan that i was going to give birth to these new creations at exactly 2 22 p.m but we already passed that point (laughs) oh well no big deal uh they still they're still popping out at around about two o'clock on tuesday the magical two day So I made some new wands and they're going to be up for grabs if anybody wants to buy them. Uh, Before I reveal them, I'll show some of the older wands I've made. This is a big, hefty bad boy. It's not super clean in its construction. It's really mine for ceremonial purposes. The handle's a flashlight. Also think it could be used as a weapon. Big selenite crystal. (laughs) 
Uh, it lights up. Can't really tell because it's so well lit in here already. But there's one. Um, set this down. Got a lot of props today. Got myself the 1111 wand. I made this and revealed it on 1111 last year. And nobody ended up purchasing it, although there are a lot of interested parties. It didn't quite work out. And I've been using it in ceremony. It's a really good one. And I decided to keep this one for me because the time that I made it was a pretty special, pretty special time in my life. And I really enjoy the weight and the balance of this one. So I'm going to hold on to this one and keep using it in sound healing ceremonies. And for other purposes, it's really useful. Uh, another wand I've got from the past, the last one that's not one of the new ones, is a, a very older one. Kind of hard to see maybe, but there's a jade ram on top. That's a, that's a ram. It's got a meteorite stone, got a lightning bolt dangling off the bottom, and a serpent turquoise, serpentine turquoise, something like that. Looks like scales, but it's turquoise. This is a trusty one for me. Really like this one. Okay, so those are that's the end of that show and tell. Okay, now for the big reveal. <laughs> the new wands. There are three of them. Let me know. Get in touch if one of these is calling out to you. They literally have just been uncovered. This is their first time in the light of day after being completed. Okay, so the first one. They all have the same stones, uh, except for the dangly at the bottom. So at the bottom, some tiger's eye beads and a, fe a metal feather. And the stones from top to, to bottom are uh, uh, amethyst, sodalite, aventurine, tiger's eye, and it, I'm pretty sure this like brecciated jasper, pretty sure. It's a very nice specimen. There's the first one. I really like it. <laughs> I'm really happy with how they turned out. The second one, they're all quite similar, but this one's got a red handle. And I honestly forgot what stone these beads are. They're not all identical shape. But anyway, some kind of reddish orange stone. You're going to have to look it up. Same stones on the handle. Amethyst, sodalite, aventurine. Tiger's eye, reshaded jasper. This one is the biggest, a bit chunkier of a piece of selenite. They are all quite wieldy, though. Very well balanced, in my opinion. Okay, and the third one. Third one. Again, similar to the other two. Same stones in the handle with turquoise beads leading to that metal feather and a blue leather handle. So you got kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it might be carnelian, Rachel. That's a good call. Might be uh, interested in getting both of these so you can dual wield and have the red and the blue. Ha ha. <laughs> hey, I got the blue one on the hand with my blue tattoo and the red one on the hand with my red tattoo. Didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. <sighs> I'm pretty proud of these. So, if anybody wants one, hit me up. And last time, I'll show you this last one, the first one. I like the danglies. This was a new technique, new trick to add that in. Hiya. 
Yeah. So the settings from the top, um, this one sets them free. If you press this button, this button makes them fall in love with you. This button makes them very happy. This button gives you complete control over their behavior and this button kills them. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Never press the red button. Anyway, you can use the buttons however you so fit, see fit. All right. Okay. Well, I suppose we should get into the actual card section of this because that's what we're here for. Probably. Yeah. Anyone notice anything different about me today? <laughs> okay, so we're going to begin with the I Ching. I'm going to throw coins, so you're going to have to bear with me. I guess I can give you a little bit of a tutorial on throwing coins to find your I Ching hexagram. You need three coins, and you throw them six times. And based on how they fall, you get either six, six lines that are either broken lines or solid lines. So if you get three, you can decide what heads and tails are for yourself. I personally say tails is the broken lines and heads is the solid lines. If you get, <laughs> yes, slick power stash. <laughs> it matches my mug. Eh? Dalai Lama. <laughs> All right, so... Anyway, you throw the, th the three coins, and if you get more heads, then you have a solid line. If you get more tails, you have a broken line. You can do it vice versa if you really want. Now, if you get, it's basically like two out of three is the most likely thing that'll fall. If you get all three the same, then you get either the broken or solid line, but it's a changing line. And I'll try to explain as I go. This is maybe too, too quick of a explanation, but here we go. The first throw. All right, we got two tails and a heads. So that's going to represent a broken line. Let me write this down. And you go from the bottom to the top. So the first throw is actually going to be your bottom line of your hexagram. And then the second throw will be the second line from the bottom. Okay, that coin did not fall. It stood up on its side, on the side of the box. Okay, we got two heads and the tails. So that's a solid line. These coins are pretty cool. They're like ancient Chinese coins from some archaic dynasty. Okay, third throw. Two heads and a tails. So another solid line. I appreciate Slick there. Putting it in. But we've got, for the record, um, broken line, two solid lines. That's how it's come out so far. That's the bottom trigram. All right, another two heads and a tails. So another solid line. <laughs> I'm sorry, SB, the beard's gone. Yeah. I have to distinguish myself from the rest of the spiders. Nobody else has got a big, fluffy stash. Okay, three, three, uh, Tails. So that is a broken line, but it's a changing line. One more toss. Yeah, Davin, this is for our, uh, I have to look the part if we're going to create heavy metal van art. <laughs> All right. Another three tails. Interesting. All right. So two changing lines in this one. 
Now let me refer to my cards so I can show you what we just got. Visually. Okay. <laughs> cool. So the first hexagram is number 32. So let me find it in here. Uno momento. It's a big deck. I would have flipped if we got 22. <laughs> but we've gotten 22 a bunch of times in the past. All right, so 32. This is duration. Also happen to be 32 years old right now. Soon to be 33. So you got the four mountains here, the mountain in all four seasons. Duration is... The arousal lightning energy supported by the gentle wind energy. So when we look at the duration hexagram, it's referring to constancy and endurance. You know, it's the, the idea, the dynamic of the energy is like you're supporting your life force energy with breath in a gentle way, but a committed and enduring way. Because breath, obviously, you don't ever stop breathing. But this is <laughs> this is the power, the staying power that we gain whenever we have a regular practice of supporting our life force energy with the prana in our breath of not just breathing unconsciously, but recognizing that our breath is literally spirit, that our breath can be our prayer, that it's a, it's a sign of maturity to be able to commit to something for a long time. And to commit to yourself that you're going to pay attention to and follow your breath all the time, as much as you possibly can remember to, that is the foundation of any spiritual practice, in my opinion. So it's also a very strong, a very strong energy. So we're being shown and revealed, um, not just that we ought to focus on this energy of duration focus on the bioenergetic strengthening that our breath brings us but also that we ought to expect that what it is that we sought to manifest in this in this uh, meditation we just did is probably a healthy thing that if we stay continually committed to this outcome of our health of our greatest good of the health and abundance and wealth for our friends and family all of that stuff is something that can endure. It's stable. So this is good, good stuff. We have stability here. <laughs> it's, uh, I think I'm going to do a key of destiny, which is the, the spread that I do for clients usually when they come to me for a read. So the key of destiny is an eight card spread. And this duration card represents the, what we're unlocking in the key of destiny, what we're unlocking today on 222. We're unlocking maturity and stability and a strengthened version of ourself, the ability to make a change and commit, commit to that change, stay strong. So let me find my, here we go. The next two cards are going to pop out from 
my Radiant Rider Way Tarot. I'm kind of glad I don't have the green screen anymore. That was part of the reason I stopped doing these uh, very often because green screen does not play well with holding cards up. Let me tell you. So the next two cards in our group group read represent the yin and yang sides of ourself, the passive, the feminine, the receptive, the inner world, the subconscious. And says in my language, we use the same word for both breath and, and spirit. Yeah. In my opinion, English ought to be that way. We ought to consider breath to be spirit. I think a lot of people made that realization in the last couple of years that their breath is spirit and that no one has the right to tell them that it has to be covered. Hey, 22 watching on YouTube right now. If that number is accurate, that's cool. So the next two cards are the yin and yang, the yang being the active masculine outer world conscious version uh, aspect of self, the yin being the inner world, the receptive, the subconscious, the feminine, the body, body and spirit type of thing, yin and yang. And this yin and yang dynamic is going to reveal something about the key of the key to duration, the key to constancy and endurance and stability. I will know when I know. And I know now these were the, all right. <laughs> okay. Gabriel will enjoy this. So the yin card, interesting, interesting yin card. We got the chariot. Hmm. The chariot, number seven, ruled by cancer. And we've talked a lot about the chariot on weaving spiders recently. And I think Mario and I had some things to say about it as well. On the recent Interverse episode. Now, as a feminine yin card in this position, I find that pretty interesting because the chariot or, or cancer, I should say, cancer is ruled by the sun specifically. This card, the chariot, is more ruled by the moon. In some I, some systems, maybe Jupiter, but cancer, maybe cancer is not ruled by the the moon or the sun, I should say. But the sun is at the height of its strength during cancer season. And maybe the sun is a feminine polarity. It radiates in a similar way to feminine energy. We've talked about that a lot, but cancer or, or the chariot, very interesting selection for the yin card because it represents emotions, the inner world. It represents our needs, our wants, our desires, um, our private self. It can also be connected to family members, to our home, to things that we're like, a way to look at cancer or the chariot is sort of like this image being that he's on a type of vehicle and he's being pulled by something. You can look at cancer as being on a track. Like there's a Dharma to your life or karma to your life that is unavoidable. Your family is one of these things. So in this position for the yin card, it's representing the need for fluidity in our inner world, for, for flow specifically, for maybe asking us to look within our, our internal organ systems to consider some cleansing processes. Um, it really represents some of the, the feminine aspects of the reproduction cycle and menstrual cycle. It represents our emotional balance and how our, how emotional complexes can affect us physically. And it kind of makes me want to pause and tell a story actually. So I had a client 
fairly recently and they presented, this was for sound healing. They presented with a full blockage in the heart chakra and throat chakra areas, as in they didn't even register when I went to, when I went to find them with the dowsing rods to, to see where their boundaries were, couldn't find them. And there's a lot of exploratory and uh, energizing work for about 30 minutes in this session before I got into the heart area and started to activate that with sound and then up to the throat and something clicked for me, something clicked where I realized, okay, this person's dynamic, the emotional issue here is the harboring of the harboring of feelings that they've been assaulted by other people's negativity, that their negative other people's negativity is battering them and harming them. And they're not expressing it. Throat chakra was, was closed and blocked, right? So they're not expressing when they need to say no. They're not expressing when their emotions are difficult and there's something inside that would be better served getting it out. Because things that we leave inside, they get more powerful. And so like with visualization and, and goals and intentions, it's powerful to leave them within until they start to materialize in the outer world. And not to get ahead of ourselves and get excited about something we haven't even done yet and go shouting it from the rooftops and eating our, our dinner before it's cooked, so to speak, you know, enjoying the energy of something in the future that hasn't arrived yet is a way of compromising its ability to actually be born. It'd be like going into a pregnant lady and stealing all of her nutrition <laughs> that she needs for the baby before the baby's done gestating. So anyway, this dynamic of, this client not being able to express hard feelings and uh, holding in this perception of being assaulted by other people's negativity, it all clicked for me all of a sudden when I realized it was a, a almost like an ancestral curse, you could call it. It was something passed on from the maternal line. He definitely inherited it from his mother, and I think it went back farther for her. This behavior of not expressing difficult feelings when they come up. And right when it clicked for me and I saw the whole picture, I mean, there was more to it, but all the puzzle pieces of what was going on in this guy's field came together. I got my notepad out and started to write it down to make note of it for later to talk to him about it. But right as I started to write it down, right as it clicked for me, he goes, he says, uh, a chance <laughs> I'm seeing something kind of strange. And we hadn't been speaking to each other up to this point in the session. It had just been the sound and him relaxing. And I asked him, what are you seeing? And he said, it's like a Medusa figure. It's this figure with, instead of snakes for hair, the whole head is snakes. And all these snakes are tangled up together. And each one of them has the face of somebody from my past that has harmed me or done me wrong or hurt my feelings. And he said his heart was racing, pounding. And it just like his heart rate had like spiked. And the reason I'm telling this story is just for the example that when this emotional energy finally got loose because he, and he became aware of it because we unblocked the heart chakra that was sort of like holding that back like a dam. Then he had a huge physiological reaction. Our bodies respond to our emotional state. If we're not taking time to balance our emotional state, to on purpose, slow down our heart rate and lengthen our, the space between our breaths, like this duration card is suggesting then our bioenergy, that which arouses us, is also going to be like tainted in a sense. It's going to be, it's going to be dirty electricity, you could say. 
that that chi or prana that's flowing all throughout our system and our field and and intermingling with other people's energy and uh, affecting our organ health, all of that is going to be less than pure. You could look at it like eating, like feeding your organs McDonald's instead of organic raw vegetables or something like that. <laughs> if you're harboring these these putrefied and stagnated emotions, and we might not even know where we're doing it, that's the the reason why it's, it can be very helpful to develop awareness practices and do the work in the long term to help get this stuff unstuck and moving or work with somebody that can help kind of like break the ice on that and get things flowing more rapidly. Um, yeah, we really need to do that. So to get, it, it will help heal our entire system. Gordy knows what I'm talking about. Gordy's over here in the Rockfin chat. I just listened to him on my family thinks I'm crazy. It was a few weeks ago that that episode came out, but he was telling the story about how he healed his body by developing a meditation practice. And the outer world began to respond differently to his energy in the sense that he now is a owl, owl commanding beast master. <laughs> and yeah, snake or a slick, slick snake. Slick is right. That dynamic I'm talking about with this client that manifested in his visionary state as like a, a Medusa esque figure. This is civility's shadow because going, yeah, going along to get along generates a longing for validity. That's an interesting point too. So whenever we harbor negative feelings, whenever we bottle them up inside, we actually draw more of that to us in the external. If we think that we're receiving energetic negativity from other people, and then we're not expressing to them, them our preferences or our boundaries, we will just receive more of that. Because now we're actually the one that's a container for negative energy, because we're just storing it up and bottling it up. And the outer world is a reflection of our inner world at all times. So as hard as it might be with the civil training that we've received, it's way healthier to just if you have a grievance with somebody to tell them right, right away like that. And you will develop a tact for this skill. <laughs> Tactfully doing it is helpful too. You know, you don't want to like attack them, but you do want to let them know. And if you let them know in the context that, hey, I love you, we're, we're great friends or you're my mom or whatever it is, but what you said right here, what you did right here, it affected me and I didn't enjoy how it affected me. So I'm letting you know so that I can let it go. And so that you become aware of how this dynamic played out. And if they're a real friend to you or they're an authentically loving family member or whatever, they're going to receive your boundary and they're going to look at themselves and go, oh, I now am aware of how that affected you. And I'm glad I know so that I don't trample on your delicate little feelings anymore. <laughs> but seriously, it's so healthy to do that. And when we express new boundaries, the world around us rearranges itself. So Anyway, I guess to wrap up that story about the Medusa figure, uh, it was kind of like finding the root of a really tangled knot. I called it the Gordian knot. <laughs> and I, I got it untangled for him and there's a huge release and the rest of the session was very powerful. And the cards that we did together after the sound healing really reflected the lessons of that particular heart and throat chakra blockage dynamic that he had had going on. So that was all really well and good. And to return to this key of destiny, cancer showing up in the yin position is kind of like self-explanatory. It's about, it's highlighting the need to shine the light of the sun and the height of its power, which is our awareness on our inner world to bring 
consciousness to the unconscious, which is meditation, which is paying attention. And uh, nothing really highlights that dynamic of our conscious and unconscious interplay like our relationship to family members does and the roles and duties that we play in these domestic configurations. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with cancer and the, the yang card, the active part of self popped up with the ace of swords. So the ace of swords is about new patterns of thought and experience, new understandings, new routines, new, 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 because it's an ace. So I think that what it's letting us know in the sense of a, a yang position, an outer world expression position, it's mean, it means speak up. It means part of what we should practice in an enduring and constant way is to speak our truth, to, to express our emotions, to practice discernment with our words, as in to use discernment to express what it is that we do and don't like or what does and doesn't vibe, but also to be discerning and bring clarity and attention to the words that we say. Because when we do go and express difficult emotions or feelings that we might be having with somebody, uh, to go back to the example of interpersonal relationships, tact is really important. You don't want to cut their head off with this ace of swords. You just want to show them show them what was sharp about what happened maybe, but yeah. So this card in the Yang position is really highlighting that by continually expressing our, what it is that we are aware of and what it is that we see and feel that resonates is true, that this is a crucial path towards finding uh, new approaches to old problems, to breaking out of old patterns of thought and into new understandings uh, and even teaching others through our open examination and analysis of what is within. So I, I look at these two, this yin and yang dynamic is like pay attention to your inner world and then express your inner world in a, in a discerning way in a, not necessarily an emotional way, a tactful neutral way that establishes boundaries, empowers yourself. But most importantly, you're speaking up. You have, all the right in the world to speak up <laughs> and say how you feel about stuff. And in fact, it's more important than ever to bring order to this world of chaos in a, the healthy form of order, not the new world order type <laughs> that we, that we pass judgment in a sense on what it is that is wrong in the world by speaking it up, speaking up, you know, go along to get along as Gabriel said in the nice comment here generates a longing for validity, which leads to groupthink and a very, very dangerous monkey see monkey do type of game. All right. So the next card, I call it the meditation card. It's right in the middle of the spread. This is going to be an animal card that will express a dynamic that by meditating on this concept ought to further help us develop into this maturity and constancy of duration, the 32 card. Hello, Tracy. Hello, Brian. Hello, Israel. Hello, anyone else? Chelsea that I didn't say to in the chats here. Leanne, good to see everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for this Super Tuesday. So we're going to check out an animal card here. Don't know what we're going to get. Could be anything. Uh, we'll know when we know. I really like this deck. Got lightning bolts on it. 
Yeah. Okay. And there it is. Wow. Wow. All right. We got number 44, which is Hummingbird. And Hummingbird represents joy, actually. So this is beautiful for a meditation card in terms of what we want to bring endurance and constancy to. Also, the fact that it's 44 is interesting because when we get to the end of this spread, there were changing lines from our duration card and changed from 32 to 44. So we just got two 44s, two four four in this spread so far, which is pretty nifty if you ask me. So let me pull. I like to look at the, you know, I'm not perfect and I don't have everything about the animal medicine memorized. I know that this is joy and I could go on about joy and what it means to me right now, but I'd kind of like to look and see what it means that it came up in a reversal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So would you like me to just read a little bit of a, a little bit out of here, a small paragraph. Humming, hummingbird sings a vibration of pure joy. Flowers love hummingbird because nectar sucking brings about the reproduction of their families. Plants flower and live because of hummingbird. Hummingbird can fly in any direction, up, down, backward, and forward, and can hover in one spot and appear to be motionless. Great Spirit created hummingbird to be slightly different from other feathered creatures. So hummingbird medicine is about joy. It's about People that really carry this medicine strongly have the ability to bring joy to others wherever they go. Now, it's also important to know that hummingbird is a, a chaser of beauty. Part of what brings joy and the vibration of, and spirit of joy through the hummingbird is that it's literally just going from flower to flower. <laughs> so if hummingbird came up in reversal, it's asking us to look at what may have caused us to close our heart. Is there something about um, life in this present moment or somewhere in our past that has led us to not feel safe feeling the full depth of our feelings? Are we so polarized towards positivity that we are afraid to go into the shadow of the pain that our life has also included because it's there. And we have to realize that you cannot have joy without sorrow. They exist because of each other. And whenever we have, yeah, whenever, whenever we have a polarization to where only what is positive and happy and good is allowed, it actually blocks the positive and good and happy because we need to be, and then we hit a pendulum swing that just brings us right down at some point. And we don't even know why our energy is depressed or why life is so difficult, even though in our imaginary mental construct of things, everything's all perfect and hunky-dory. Now, I'm not saying that life and the universe aren't perfect and hunky-dory. They absolutely are. But we need to recognize that the, the medicine in our heart is not just joy and happiness. It is also suffering and is also heartbreak. But heartbreak, if this is what we've been avoiding, in terms of feeling, we should realize too that heartbreak isn't some kind of a wound or a damage that leaves us less than we were before. In fact, 
when some great change in our life or relationship dynamic goes a different way or a loved one passes or even a pet or any of these things that can bring on the feeling of sadness and sorrow so naturally to us, when these things happen, we shouldn't look at us our, at our heart as being broken. When we shouldn't look at the that gaping hole feeling in our chest as being us having lost something. We should look at it like that space, that opening that is difficult to feel until we accept it is actually the strength and power of our love and our heart. The bigger that feeling of emptiness, the more we love or we loved what it is that we have perceived to have lost. So this reframing is very helpful to bring our pendulum back into balance and recognize and embody the spirit of joy. And even though of course all things need balance, we can carry that emptiness forward throughout our whole life. I mean, some people have lost their children and have to go on living decades and decades. How do they do that? It never stops hurting. I'm, I'm sure that void never actually fills, but along the way, I think people realize that that feeling of emptiness is actually very useful in the sense that like the Taoists say a vessel's uh, ability to be used is only based upon its emptiness. Okay. So the joy vibration to meditate on this as our meditation card and to bring in the hummingbird spirit, hummingbird medicine, the simple key is to focus on and follow the beauty in your life. Follow beauty, seek beauty, create beauty, and joy will be an inevitable result. And so will harmony with nature because things that are authentically beautiful and not just the veneer of polish and Hollywood glamour or whatever, things that are authentically beautiful are innately, philosophically, you could say, aligned with nature because that's what, that's how nature does things. Even stuff that is, you know, maybe gross to a human has its, has its place in nature as a part of the whole and an aspect of harmony. So in our, in our seeking of duration and constancy and strength and maturity that this card represents for sure, for sure. One of the things that we want to practice for the duration of our life. And if we're doing especially meditations or, or visualization practices using this new mudra, we learned Kubera mudra, which is about abundance Rather than focusing on the want and the lack, focus on the beauty and the joy of what it would be like or will be like when you attain what it is in the terms of life changes that you're seeking, right? So <laughs> meditation card, hummingbird, number 44, very beautiful. Okay, trying to decide what to do next. I know what the next three positions are, but will they be more animals? Do you guys want more animals or do you want more tarot? Let me hear some votes out there. The next three cards, will they be animals or will they be tarot cards? Hmm? I mean, we do a lot of tarot talk around these parts. Animals are a little easier to interpret, honestly. <laughs> I got to wait 20 seconds for people to answer. But whatever I see three of first, animal or tarot, that's what I'm going to go with. I need your help. I can't decide. I will just decide. <laughs> okay, we got three for animals. All right, animals wins. Wonderful. I knew that's what it was going to be. I was just trying to make this more interactive. Yeah. All right. Hey, what's up, Hazel, Stephanie, Sean, 
HMK Ladybug, Infinite Loops. Really good to see everybody here. Okay. Going to use this beautiful Animal Spirit Oracle deck, different from the other animal cards we're looking at. To be honest, it's going to be two animals, and a third card will be tarot. I'm actually going to do a little of both. <laughs> yeah, so the first one here, of the this next three, they represent the key of the blade. I don't have an easy way to show you my table over here to lay them out in a spread, but I know what each of the cards represents in the position. So these, these three cards are horizontally aligned in the spread and they represent the actual blade of the key, not the key of the blade kingdom hearts. <laughs> and the first card in the blade of the key is the message from body, specifically a message from your body. Our bodies, our bodies together are harmonizing in this moment with 22 on YouTube and on 222 at 302. Our energetic fields are coming together, especially for those of us that did this group meditation together, which was really nice, I think. Um, thanks for hanging out for that. Maybe I'll do those more often if they're well-received. I, I know that that other people's thing is to do a lot of group meditations. Lindsay does. I haven't led many, but I got I got them. I do them. I guide myself through them. <laughs> okay, message from body. What's it going to be? Whoa. Hey, all right. <laughs> Dropped the whole deck, but one card came out clearly. So we got it. It's one I've been seeing a lot lately. It is the brown bear spirit, baby. Brown bear spirit. Message from body says, take time out. And you know what? That's very appropriate and fitting. Especially because this is all about unlocking the power of duration, constancy, maturity, strength. Why do you think this big badass bear is so badass and big and strong? Because he hibernates for an entire season of the year. And he's not afraid to do it. He doesn't feel like he's going to be missing. He doesn't have FOMO about missing out on winter because he's hibernating. Right? <laughs> Come on, camera. Get back in. Yeah, there we go. Does bear have FOMO? Message from body, like from activated graphene, says Illuminati, not me. I hope I don't have any graphene in my body. If you're getting that kind of thing, if you're getting messages from the activated graphene in your body, maybe do um, some cleanses. <laughs> I would like start with the colon and cleanse everything. Okay. My hair is just insane. I, I want it to look better, but <laughs> we're just going to go with it. So brown bear spirit says, take time out right? It's, this is about rest. It's also meditation. Body does all the healing that it does when you're in a state of rest, big time, big time. <laughs> and there's still some winter left, especially depending on where you live, where it could be cold for a while. Yeah. Bear don't care. Says Rachel, bear don't care. Bear don't have FOMO about missing out. Bear takes the time it needs to rest and recuperate. And it's always coming in full strength. <laughs> you don't want to test the bear and see if the bear is like sleepy today. I don't think so. I think it's going to do what it's got to do. So I'm going to take a little glance at the, uh, the book for this. This is card number nine, by the way, they're just an alphabetical order. I say just, but you know, that's cool too. They have a short little message in this book. You don't mind if I read to you, right? Really short. 
There is a time to act and a time to focus your attention on patient strategizing. The arrival of brown bear spirit signals that you're best served by foregoing hard work towards your goals at this moment and instead taking the time out to meditate or just take a nap so you can refresh yourself and begin planning what you want to co-create next. Come to know the lay of the land as you contemplate and imagine what you might do in this vast space of possibility before you and begin forming a plan. Remember, sleep allows for dreaming and rest allows for clear-headed strategizing. How might you become the person you wish to be and experience whatever your heart desires? There's a visualization. Again, insights will arise as you explore the possibilities and begin envisioning your plan. Knowing what you want will ensure that you use your energy wisely in the days ahead. Be patient at this time. Relax and be calm and peaceful so you can recharge. The call for action will return later. I think that's a great message from body right now. So definitely, if you weren't already on point with this, take the time out. You know, what What I think about when I when it comes to like staying in flow, staying, staying healthy, keeping body in that perpetual, perpetual synchronicity train. I talk about this often, but look at it from the perspective of your elements. How what type of balance are your elements in? You know, are you tired? Do you need to ground or sleep? Because those things could represent Earth. You know, do you need more fire, like a hot meal or to literally heat up or spend some time around a fire looking at it? Take a warm shower. Do you need to cleanse your body and your your energy? Take a sage bath. That's actually kind of water and fire together. Take an actual physical shower or bath. Uh, drink more water. You need more air. Air is the most obvious one. It's breath, but it also can come. Air can also be about expressing your thoughts. So. If you're ever feeling a little out of sync, think about where your four elements are at and do an activity that is positive and helpful and healthy, corresponding to whatever elements you intuitively feel might be on the weaker side and out of balance. That's a good thing to do, in my opinion. And so brown bear spirit, obviously, like taking time out and resting, that's a very earth thing to do. Okay, so we're going to next look at the message from heart mind, heart and mind. They share a position, at least the way that I do this particular key of destiny. Shout out Jonah. Like, oh my gosh, it was like eight years ago. This dude that I knew for like a month named Jonah taught me this key of destiny spread right when I was first getting into I Ching. I didn't even know tarot yet. I hadn't even touched tarot. And I, I put it, I wrote it down in a journal. I forgot about it for a long time. I used it for a while and I stopped doing a lot of cards for people or myself as I went into a bit of a down downward part of the path for my life <laughs> anyway i busted out the journal that had this key of destiny spread in it because i went looking for it and man it's been so powerful it's practically the only one i use with clients because it's got such an awesome the, the spread is so awesome uh maybe sometime i'll share that on telegram if anyone's interested just ask me and i'll show you the spread you can use it with your own decks in your own way modify it however you like so we're going to go with message from heart mind. Hey, 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 legs, you in the chat? We got another 32 sync. 32 duration. That was the first card. This is 32 hawk. And if you look at the key of destiny, if you could see the spread, these would be lined up with each other. They would be in the central column. Hawk says, let spirit be your guide. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Let spirit be your guide. How often do we try to lead with our heart or lead with our mind? 
neither one fully works out for us, to be honest, especially not letting mind be your only guide. Mind is kind of like there for pattern recognition type of thing. It's more of a sensory apparatus than an actual guide. Oh, like it's how you sense messages from from spirit in the sense that it translates it into English for you or whatever language you speak. Heart is your emotional guidance center, but to be led by spirit is to be led by something beyond, to be led by nature itself and by your breath. Spirit is breath, as we talked about. So heart and mind are coming together right now to remind all of us, and this is so beautiful, that this is the message from body and the message from heart-mind for the group. Because if we were doing it as a one-on-one, you might get a very specific message from your body relating to your personal situations and whatever. But all of us right now can take time out for our body. All of us can put heart and mind in subservience to spirit, not even subservience, just in alignment with it, following it. Spirit isn't there to dominate. It's gentle. It's wind. It's the breath. So letting spirit be our guide goes back to everything we just talked about. Spirit is joy. Nature is spirit. Following beauty, following the omens, paying attention to the animals that come into our path. I know Legs from False Reality Check has like all kinds of hawk synchronicities. If she hears this later, shout out Legs. I know her real name. I found out Legs and Buffalo's real names. I'm not telling though. Just so you know, I have this exclusive knowledge of their real names, at least their first names. (laughs) So... You know, is there a lot more to be said? I think you guys can intuit with me how powerful and clear and simple the message is of let spirit be your guide coming from heart, mind, heart and mind together, letting us know spirit is the real, the real way shower, following the breath and following the beauty, meditating on joy, like the hummingbird teaches us here. So that's pretty cool. And that it was a 32. I don't think I need to say a lot more about it. Maybe. No, let's just go forward. I don't want to open that book right now. Onward. Onward. All right. Rachel says, I've been quiet about my hawk sinks. We have some that nest nearby. Let us know. Tell us the stories. Call in the vibrate. <laughs> okay, I'm going with the tarot for the third one. This is a message from higher self from the big part of you, the the mountain, the mountain that we only ever can see one little part of at any time, the total self, the big, big you, the, the, the self that goes and transcends beyond lifetimes, maybe even is running multiple lifetimes at once for all we know. We're going to pull from the tarot for this card. This is a message that our higher selves collectively and our, our spirit guides are working together to bring us in this moment, all of us together. And it relates to duration in some way. I need a better shuffling method. I just kind of. <laughs> okay. We got the four of swords. Four of Swords, higher self, letting you know that you're here for it. You're here for this type of thing, actually. You're here for study and appraisal and almost like an academic approach to learning the ways of spirit, to learning the ways and the mysteries of metaphysics in life. This is definitely a take time out message as well. 
As you can see, the figure in repose here with the swords above and one below. And the Four of Swords, yeah, it specifically relates to those who live to learn. So be, you know, what I think that's what wintertime is for. I think that, like, obviously with take time out with Bear, we're not going to literally hibernate and sleep the whole winter. But one thing that we can do is spend more time analyzing, researching, investigating, you know, studying, all of that stuff. We have more time for attention to details. I think that's why the earth element is so prominent in winter, the discs, you know, the, the details, the minutia, uh, you know, this also has a, a meaning of diplomacy. So cutting back to the earlier messaging about expressing, expressing our, that cancer ace of swords dynamic, expressing our inner world to the outer world. Very powerful. I think that's part of it. And we're doing it with tact. We're paying attention to the detail when we make the expression of our inner world. Um, you know, this is also kind of a, I think this card's a good omen. Represents like uh, what you could say, positive outcomes, I guess, if you want to call it an omen. But go for definitely Four of Swords is the tarot, the tarot equivalent to the bear take time out. <laughs> But it's not passive, completely passive timeout. It's contemplative. It is it is a retreat, but it's a it's also patiently waiting. And like, you know, they would call it forbearance. <laughs> See the pun there? Forbearance, four swords, bear, anybody? Forbearance? Okay. <laughs> ah, so Higher self is letting us know good time to uh, chill on hardcore, overly busy activity. And if we're not already doing it, spend the rest of this winter with an extra emphasis on learning and maybe even also planning, you know, make maybe draw a map of your backyard and plan out how you're going to do your garden beds instead of going in there willy nilly or something like that, you know. Plan out what your intentions are for the whole year. Actually, at the beginning of this year was the first year that I had a journaling practice and I've been continuing it. And the first thing I did at the beginning of the year was I filled a whole two pages with all the things that I wanted to achieve or attain or receive or create in the coming year. And, you know, some of them are like, I have no idea how that's going to happen. But a couple of them are already showing themselves and materializing. And there's a lot of year left. So, uh, you know, in the negative, I think this four of swords could also refer to uh, boredom and stagnation. But I don't think any of you guys have that problem. You know, can refer to rigidity, difficulty adjusting to the new. But higher self is just letting me make that point uh, because... You know, uh, a negative aspect of Four of Swords is it's somebody that doesn't want to make make waves. You know, they have a they've put up a facade of having composure. You know, lo looking all looking all royal and uh, unfuckwithable, unflappable, and that type of a a need generates the generate secrets, you know, you, you keep secrets about how you feel about stuff and you build up that blockage, you, you bottleneck at your throat chakra, all the things that you really would like to express. 
and you fail to sort of recuperate <laughs> the, the way you need to whenever there is a difficult energy that comes into your, your orb and your sphere. All right, so that's the last card we're going to draw, and we're bringing it all home. What is uh, the outcome card, you know? <laughs> it's kind of sexy. The outcome card for duration, it's going to 44. The attraction of opposites. So what changes between 44 and 32? It's the top two lines. So we're going from the bioenergy, the arousal, the lightning energy supported by wind to the creative, the yang, heaven, if you will, supported by wind. So you can also look at it like spirit and consciousness, spirit itself. So we're supporting that with the gentleness. This leads to the dynamic of the attraction of opposites or magnetism because it's kind of like the spirit above and the spirit below, in a sense, is this metaphysical aspect of spirit, this etheric aspect, this pranic aspect supported by the physical manifestation of spirit, which is the air and our breath. And we're meeting, as it says in the card, we're meeting halfway whenever we bring our breath into service of our conscious awareness and we begin to see life and reality in a more radically objective way, you could say, or like, you know, seeing reality with capital R for what it actually is. Yes, Shannon, that's the second 44. <laughs> there was also 44 for Hummingbird. And there's two 32s, just saying, can't make this up. Two 32s, two 44s. <laughs> and Sean says he just turned 44 this year on the 30th of the first. How about that? Yeah. So this is um, letting us know that like when we develop the maturity of supporting our life force energy in a constant way, in a committed way through breath and through stillness, and we develop that endurance of then that powerful presence, like the mountain, the mountain is presence, man, wherever you're at in the vicinity of the mountain, it's there and it doesn't change very much unless it like gets some snow. You know, the mountain itself is just, it is what it is. It does, it takes a lot to change the mountain. So whenever we develop that duration energy, when we mature in that way, when we've made a deep commitment to, to following spirit, we inevitably attract our opposite, but opposite, not in a sense of opposition, but in a sense of balance and in a kind of sexual way, like I would tell people any day that if they were looking for a fulfilling romantic partnership or relationship or even friendships that actually complete their not inadequacies, but the gaps in their personality, because we can't all be all. Well, the only way that's going to happen in a healthy way is if you attract to yourself, your like, what is a match to your energy? What's complementary to your energy? Oh yeah. Slick's also 44. It's a solid vintage. Yeah. You guys are solid. So what I mean by that, I think it's kind of fairly evident and obvious, but if you go around with a bottled up negative feeling of everybody else is shitty, but I'm just going to act nice and not let them know that I think they're shitty. <laughs> you're going to keep experiencing shitty people and it's going to feel shitty, 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 shitty. It's going to be a shitty city. But if you are in this duration dynamic, 
if you really focus on the, as the meditation card and the joy of hummingbird teaches following beauty, expressing beauty, but also expressing the other half of our heart, which is sorrow when it needs to be expressed. Whenever you're doing what you're authentically here to do, what actually excites you, what actually feels shiny, sparkly, and fun, when you're following the fun, when you're funning instead of working, that is when you're putting the signal out to the universe that is your energy, the authentic you, not the, the mask, the persona of politeness. You don't need that. You can unapologetically be yourself. Because the true self needs no apology made for it. It's the same self as it's, that is in everybody else. It's the I am. When then it's, it's presence. So if you can embody the presence of the mountain, you are going to experience a much more alchemically balanced coupling with the rest of the world, including and especially in the sexy way, <laughs> magnetizing real passion into your life. Right. And that's the, that's the spread. That's the key of destiny duration to the attraction of opposites. And what else could I say? It's one right now into the stream. And yeah, Sunseed just says it's two twenty two, two twenty two, twenty two. So somewhere it would like somewhere it was two twenty two while the stream was one minute, one hour and two twenty two minutes in. So many twos, having fun. And hey, I saw that tip over on the Rockfin side. Thank you, Kaylee. Really awesome. Uh, if anybody wants to work together with me, I'll announce now. I'm still doing that. I think the the pricing for sound healing. I'm probably gonna increase it soon because I'm realizing how much work on the front end and back end there really is to prepare and to, to sort of ground and, and reset the energy afterwards. But for now it's still, in my opinion, a bargain 150 for the hour session. And we'll really be on the line for like an hour and 15 or more. Uh, also doing Oracle card sessions for people. If you want to just do a one-on-one, -on -one, do a key of destiny spread for any reason, or just see what message comes through for you in that moment without an agenda or a question to ask. I also am happy to do that. Those sessions go about 45 minutes for $75. Also, in my opinion, a bargain. I'll probably leave that price where it is because that's easier to just get into and get out a little less work on the front and back end. Anyway, uh, would love to see more of you guys show up. We've had a lot of good sessions lately. The community Connecting in that way is really beautiful. And I appreciate everyone that's come to me for one of those sessions. There are a few of you in the chat right now that we've worked together with these and they are remarkable. They always blow my mind. Uh, show you guys the wands again. Anyone that's jumped into the stream late. I made these wands and they were born on 222, 2022. So they have a birth chart of today. And the exact time that they were born was technically 2.24, but I was shooting for 2.22 PM. <laughs> Didn't quite make it. Went a little long on the group meditation. So there's that one and this blue one. And the big red one. So these are up for grabs. If anybody's interested, they have been ceremonially prepared and blessed and energized and cleansed and all of the good stuff that you would want from your shamanic tools, I imagine. I really enjoyed making them. 
really good vibes on these pieces of selenite. Selenite's the jam for me. It's like the absolute most powerful and my favorite crystal of all. That's why I have it all over the place. All I've got five of these wands at my desk right now. <laughs> so hit me up if you're interested in getting one of those too. We can make sure that it's very well packaged and shipped safely. Um, I've also got July's End with Black Swans audiobook that I recently completed. I'm going to drop a link for that in the chat. This is an audiobook by Dylan Sicosio, narrated by me. Highly worth it to pick it up. If you've never done Audible, you can get the first month free. They were doing a three months free deal. So I still get a kickback, even if you do the month free thing. I don't know how that works, but I guess they can lose money because it's Amazon. That's no problem. Hey, Cheney. Hey, Annette. Uh, Cheney, when's our show coming out this week, right? Mm -hmm. I was on Project Cheney. We had a really good time. Very excited for that. Uh, so watch out for that. Project Cheney podcast. One of the most fascinating mystical journeys of conspirituality you could go on with our gal Cheney. What else is new? Here's a fun announcement. I am not afraid to announce this before it's done because I'm already underway with the project and I'm positive that I will complete it. I have done one already, an audiobook. So our friend Lindsay from Rogue Ways has uh, made me an offer <laughs> to do her book sign curve of aeons the first novel she wrote narrated as an audiobook it's a thick one but a lot easier to pronounce all the words in it hey thank you sean he says the book you narrated is excellent loving it yeah july's end is a huge work of synchro mysticism will really teach you a lot about the connection between all different cults mystery schools religions secret societies mythological symbolisms, the works. It's all, it's all kind of one thing and it's pretty provable, but yeah, watch out for this. And then somewhat near future, just wanted to share. And if you just can't wait, you can of course get her book online at her website, rogueways.org sign curve of aeons, pretty awesome book. And the cover is wicked. Though I think she had to change the cover, but I have this version anyway. I suppose I won't keep you guys too much longer. It's fun to hang out with you all. I'm really excited about tomorrow night. We have Vibrant, 8 p.m. Central, like always. And our man, the Peace Dealer, is coming on again. We had a ton of fun with him on Interverse, and it's going to be even cooler to do a live conversation with him because he's usually live on his own channel. So that will be really fun. Maybe we'll do some more card stuff together. You know, I, th I was thinking it might be fun to do a go through like all the sun signs and do cards for each sun sign the way he does. And I sometimes do, but do it together as a team, me and PD. So we'll conclude this stream for now and we can all go on about our days. Look forward to also publishing the recent interview I did with Lucas King, LC King, uh, probably going to see that on Thursday. So watch out for that. A lot of good stuff happening right now. Hit me up, chance at interversepodcast.com if you want to work together or you just want to say hey. And of course, most of you in the chat here are in our Telegram. But if you're not, you're missing out on the coolest corner of the internet. I'm going to link the Telegram channel right now in the chats. Join us on Telegram if you're not already. Our group is fire. So good. And uh, much love to everybody. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Remember that it's really the same thing. Taking care of yourself is the way to take care of other people. And I hope you guys have a 
beautiful and blessed Tuesday, 2-22-2022. And I also hope that somebody watching right now or watching later on the replay is the one to receive one of these beautiful wands that I'm so happy with. Yeah. That tiger's eye really pops, don't it? Whoa. Tiger's eye, one of my favorites. All right. Well, I'll catch you all later. Hey, Yuliana, nice to see you. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. (laughs) And uh, we'll talk soon. See you later.